For many of us, we begin in faith, but then we begin to fear and doubt. I know I do. Where you begin to walk by faith, but then it gets hard. It doesn't always work the right way. Things go wrong. And then we begin to say, oh, maybe God's not in this. But really, for many of us, the problem when we stop trusting the Lord and doing what the Lord has said is that we end up pulling ourselves out of things before the miracle that God wants to bring happens. You start off well, you have the best intentions and believe that God can do what he says he'll do, and then things start to go wrong. Fear and doubt creep in, and it seems safer to take the reins again. Today, Pastor Daniel shares that this happens to everyone. You begin choosing to walk by faith, but then that trust is rattled. As you continue your look at the Christmas story, you'll see how Mary stuck it out and saw God do miraculous things. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Luke chapter 1 as he continues his message, The Visitation. And I remember this happened to me when I was a very young Christian. I remember just reading the Bible for the first time, reading the New Testament. And I remember I'd read these things and everything was just kind of like, it was so simple, right? Where it's just like, oh, serve one another. And so like at church, they'd be like, hey, we're having a church cleanup day. You guys should come. And I'm like, well, if I should serve other people, I should go, just go. (laughs) Like, that's what you do, right? It's like, oh, you should be generous. Oh, okay, I'll just be generous. Like, I never did like the, what what about this? I just like took it at its word, you know? And, And in a lot of ways, as you get older, sometimes you lose that kind of beautiful, youthful naivety. Where it's like, you're like, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah, but no, no, we should be committed to humble service. When, when we see a need, we should be like, hey, I want to meet that need, right? But I think what goes on in our day and age today is that in no other area are we ever being told this. So the only way that you and I begin to live like this is when we're inspired by the Spirit of God. When the, all of a sudden the Spirit of God is working on us, right? I remember I heard it said one time, somebody said, you know, there's nothing I like hearing less than when a believer says, let me pray about it. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, that's what Christians say when they don't want to do anything. Like, they, they, they put it on the Lord. Like, well, let me pray about that first, right? Like, hey, I need help moving. No, let me pray about that, right? It's like, no, no. It's like, you just don't want to do it. Just say, hey, I can't do it. But what we do is we actually want to use Jesus so that we don't humbly serve. Then we're going to say, okay, like, well, what would you have me do? And in a lot of ways, we want to be that committed to that humble service because if there was ever a person who could say, listen, I need to relax for nine months. The Messiah's coming through me. I need to make sure there's a perfect pregnancy. I better not travel on the back of a donkey or whatever, 70 miles. I better not do anything reckless. No, she just, in, it says with haste. Mary had to go see Elizabeth because her heart was humble. And when your heart is humble, you don't need to lord authority over anybody. You simply serve. The greatest in the kingdom is the servant of all. So you have to ask yourself, where is Jesus inviting you right now to serve other people? 
One of the things that we learn is that we think that if people serve us and give us what we want, we'll be happy. But really what Jesus wants to teach us is that you're more blessed to give than receive. That's what the Apostle Paul said that Jesus said in the book of Acts chapter 20. See, really, when you choose to help other people and you meet them in their areas of brokenness or their areas of need and you are used by God to help them through that, then there is great joy that comes from it. See, Mary ends up being blessed because she goes to see Elizabeth because look at what happens next in Luke chapter 1, verse 41. It says, and it happened... When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. I love this. You know what we learn here? We learn that the presence of Jesus brings joy. The presence of Jesus brings joy because as Mary rushes into the room, you can imagine her coming on in. She's like, Elizabeth, are you here? It's, it's me, Mary. That the child, John the Baptist, when he was in Elizabeth's womb, jumps for joy, right? And Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and then because she's filled with the Spirit, she speaks out with a loud voice. She starts blessing Mary. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. If you go down a little bit to verse 44, it says, Indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. See, when you think about what the Christmas season is all about, God becoming flesh and dwelling among us. What we realize is that what God wants for all of us is for our lives to have the presence of Jesus with us. And wherever the presence of Jesus is, there the Spirit produces joy in our lives. We have a tendency to sing in Christmas season, joy to the world, the Lord has come. But it's really easy to sing joy to the world, what about joy in our own hearts right now? You know, I think about all that's going on. I mean, it's such a, a crazy Christmas season here. You know, we're still in the midst of a global public health crisis. And the last thing people would say is that this has been a time of great joy. But what if I told you that the presence of Jesus, even in a pandemic, is still a place of great joy? What if all this goes on, and obviously there's all sorts of complications, and I want to minimize the hurt and the struggle and the problems that it creates. Like, the struggles are real, but the Savior is more real, right? Like, there are all these issues and, and, and problems, but the presence of Jesus brings tremendous joy. When you are with Jesus and when you live your life in the presence of Jesus, then no matter what goes on, there is tremendous joy in that. It, it makes me think of the Apostle Paul. Remember when him and Silas, they were in that Philippian jail and they were in the stocks. I mean, they weren't just like hanging out in a jail cell. I mean, they were literally in stocks. It was completely uncomfortable and they're praising God. And when there's this big earthquake and the doors open, they don't even move. Why? Because they're enjoying the presence of the Lord. Why, why would they want to be anywhere else? There's no other place they'd rather be than right where they are in the presence of God. I think about the story of John 
Patton, who was a missionary to what we call today Vanuatu. Back in the day, it was called the New Hebrides. And I'll never forget, I was, I was reading in his great missionary biography. If you ever want to read an amazing story, the book is John G. Patton, Missionary to the New Hebrides. That's what it's called. And there's this great scene in there. It's horrifying because Vanuatu, long before it was one of the most beautiful places to live on the globe, that's how it's been, you know, voted many, many years. It's an island, you know, kind of way off the coast of uh, Australia. But it, the people who lived there were cannibals. They ate people. And really the entire story of his life there was like kind of one harrowing escape after the next one where people were trying to kill him. And they, they had this one situation where they were really coming after him. And not only would they eat people, but they had muskets at this point. So they had guns. And John Patton climbed up into a tree. And he's watching these folks, you know, the natives of the New Hebrides, he's watching them search all over for him and they have muskets and he's like, man, this is it. But then he said that God met him in such a powerful way in that tree that he thought to himself, this is the best place in the whole world, being up in this tree. While, while these people are literally hunting him below because the presence of Jesus was so strong and he felt such joy. Of course, this reminds me of Psalm 16, verse 11, which says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In God's presence is fullness of joy. See, I mean, you think about this story. Mary has Jesus in her womb. She comes to see Elizabeth. Elizabeth's got John the Baptist in her womb. Right as Mary greets her, the babe leaps for joy, and Elizabeth says it's filled with the Holy Spirit. And then she automatically begins to bless Mary. You know, in a lot of ways, that's how you know when someone's filled with the Spirit, they bless other people. You know, I think it's unfortunate. We live in a day and age where, you know, the idea of being filled with the Spirit, is, it's got a lot of pyrotechnics involved in it. You know, but really, you know when someone's filled with the Spirit because they bless people because God's blessing is overflowing their, through their lives. And, and you realize the evidence of Elizabeth being filled with the Spirit was simply that she brought blessings, verbal blessings into the life of Mary. For you and I, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, then first you live your life in the presence of the Lord. So Jesus is, is an ever-present help in time of need. And two, the Spirit of God dwells within you because when you say yes to Jesus, the Spirit of God takes up residence in your life. And so right here, right now, in the midst of all that's going on in our culture and in our world and all the complications, you are in the presence of Jesus and the Holy Spirit dwells within you. So there is no reason for us at all theologically speaking, to not be joyful and not to be blessing other people. And I just simply wanted to encourage you that this, and I realize the holiday season with all that's going on and family struggles and this and that, it's real easy to get our eyes on other things. But listen, in the presence of Jesus, there's a ton of joy. So spend time in the presence of Jesus. You already are there. Let the Spirit of God walk in the Spirit and, and choose to bless other people. Now, it's amazing because, you know, obviously the work of the Spirit in the life of Elizabeth was to help Elizabeth identify that Mary was with child of the Holy Spirit. 
that, that Mary was carrying the Messiah. Notice, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Like, nobody knew that Mary was pregnant. But what does the Holy Spirit do? He reveals Jesus to people. Like, there's not a person who's ever lived who's put their faith and trust in Jesus that the reason that Jesus was revealed to them wasn't by the power of the Holy Spirit. And what God wants to do in all of our lives every single day is the Spirit of God wants to reveal Jesus to us and in us and through us. And if you're listening to this right now and you're a follower of Jesus, that's exactly what God wants to do to you this holiday season. He wants to reveal Jesus to you and in you and through you in a more substantial way than you've ever had before. Are you available for that? Are you open for that? Are you saying, Lord, will you reveal Jesus to me? Now also, I realize that there are many of you who are, who are not yet followers of Jesus or you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus or you're curious about Jesus or maybe along the way you follow Jesus but things got messed up for all these different reasons and you're not following Jesus right now. Here's what I want to tell you. The Spirit of God is working right now to reveal Jesus to you so that Jesus can dwell within you so that he can work through you. And I don't want you to miss that opportunity to have the joy of the Lord because Jesus is present with you. I realize that you might have all sorts of questions about who Jesus is, about how this all works. Listen, we all have questions. But the presence of Jesus brings tremendous joy. And if you were to receive him today, say yes to him, surrender your life to him. Give Jesus your life. If you were to do that, the presence of Jesus would bring joy. And really, the Spirit of God is working on you right now so that you would know Jesus that you would trust in him and that you may walk in the spirit. So look at what happens next. Luke chapter one, verse 43. Elizabeth continues after she's done praising Mary. She says, but why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed that there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Now, really what we learn here is that you and I, we need to praise God for his fulfillment. Because Elizabeth is surprised She's like, I, like, what are you doing here? Like, why, why do I get the gift that the mother of my Lord should, be, should come to me? See, Mary hasn't even said anything yet. The Spirit of God has revealed to Elizabeth that Mary is with child of the Messiah. Why did I get so lucky that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And then she explains to her how she knew. For indeed, as soon as your voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. And then she says, blessed. Oh, how happy is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. See, she's praising Mary because Mary trusted God that God would do what God wanted to do. See, really what we see is that Elizabeth is praising 
God and praising Mary because Mary walked by faith. And God wants all of us to walk by faith. And really the secret sauce of the Christian life is when people like you and I choose not to walk by sight, but to walk by faith. The Apostle Paul said it this way, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. See, the Apostle Paul, as he's been serving the Lord, he's got all these issues. He's like, listen, I'm not worried about the suffering because I know first whom I believed, and I know that God's able to keep the work that I'm doing until the day of the Lord. See, Paul has faith to that God is God and God will do what he said he will. He's trust that God will fulfill the things he started. Now, here's the deal. For many of us, we begin in faith, but then we begin to fear and doubt. I know I do. Where you begin to walk by faith, but then it gets hard. It doesn't always work the right way. Things go wrong. And then we begin to say, oh, maybe God's not in this. But really, for many of us, the problem when we stop trusting the Lord and doing what the Lord has said is that we end up pulling ourselves out of things before the miracle that God wants to bring happens. See, Mary was told something absolutely extraordinary, that although she had never known a man, the Spirit of God was going to overshadow her, and she was going to be with a child. The angel told her about Elizabeth, said, listen, Nothing's impossible for God. And Mary said, okay, let it be according to your will. I'm your servant, Lord. Do whatever you want. And then she goes to see Elizabeth. And Elizabeth's like, man, how awesome is it that you trusted that God would fulfill what he promised? And I don't want any of us to stop trusting before God does the work that he wants to do. Listen, I know it is so hard. You have a wayward child, and, and you've been trusting the Lord to do his work, and you're heartbroken, but don't stop praying for them because you never know when it's the fulfillment for God wants. There was a promise. God brought you and your spouse together, and God had great plans, but all, none of those things have happened. Listen, you have to keep trusting the Lord and keep growing in your marriage. Right? Like you take a step of faith, and it's like we almost expect that if we take a step of faith, everything's just going to kind of happen right then. No, no, no. God is not interested in the outcome. God is interested in the process. And the process of what God wants to do is to teach us how to walk by faith, to trust that God will fulfill the things that he said he's going to do. I always think of the Apostle Paul who said in the book of Philippians chapter 1, being confident of this very thing, that he who started a good work in you will be faithful to complete it in you until the coming of the Lord. See, God doesn't just start things and he's not like, you know, he just gives up. He's flighty, right? No, God starts something and he finishes what he started. Now, it often doesn't work the way that we want it to, but it always works perfectly in God's plan. See, Mary trusted that God could do what he said he was going to do. And Elizabeth acknowledges it. Blessed is she who believed that there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Now, here's the question for you. One, 
Are you going to continue to walk by faith to trust the Lord to fulfill what he said he was going to do? That's the first thing. And the second thing is, is have you made sure you've gone back and praised the Lord for the things that he did? I always think of that story of the, of the 10 lepers, right? They all got healed by Jesus. Only one came back to thank God. And I, and I think one of the things I find, and I love it when this happens, when I get to pray with people, you know, and then someone comes back and tells me what God did. Because oftentimes, I mean, you know, over the course of now 20 years of pastoral ministry, I have prayed for tens of thousands of people and circumstances. But I don't always hear, well, I wonder what happened with that. But there's nothing I like more than when someone comes back and says, hey, I just wanted to praise God with you. Because remember we prayed for this? This is what happened. Remember how we weren't sure how this was going to work out? This is what God did. See, oftentimes we're good at asking God for the things that we think we want, but we're not always good going back and saying thank you to the Lord and praising God publicly for the work that he's done. And I really believe that we need to make sure that not only do we praise God for the things he's done, but we also tell people, look, this is what God did because when we see God moving in other people's lives, we, people we prayed with and they say, hey, listen, remember we were praying for, I, you know, I needed that bill to get paid. Well, you'll never believe what happened. This is what God did. And you tell that story. Now all of a sudden someone else is like, wow, I can trust God. Because look at what God has done. Oh, look how faithful God has been. Or when we're going through a really hard time, we're like, listen, I have this story and this story and this testimony of what God has done in challenging situations. And we do not want to be the nine lepers who got healed but didn't come back to say thank you. We want to be the people who when God does the work, we come back and say, listen, Lord, we praise you. And we tell him, listen, this is what God has done in my life. Because that builds up the faith muscles in people. And then that, all of a sudden, they will choose to trust him even when things aren't going so great. Do you have the confidence that God will do what he said he will do? Or right now, in the midst of all of the uncertainties of the present and future, are we stopping trusting him? Are we catching ourselves being like, oh, this is never going to work. I might as well just find an end around, find a shortcut through all this. No, no, no. We want to be people who walk by faith no matter what because we trust that God will fulfill what he said he will fulfill and we want to be people who praise God for his fulfillment. We come back, we're like, oh, God is good. And what I'll tell you is as you continue to walk with the Lord and as you continue to trust the Lord and walk by faith, as you continue to walk in the joy of his presence, and as you continue to be committed to humble service, you will see God fulfilling his promises and his purposes all over the place if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Jesus is real. As much as you may want everything to fall nicely in place when you step into what God is asking you to do, that's just not often the reality. In today's message, Pastor Daniel reminded you that you're not guaranteed a smooth ride when you simply respond to Jesus. The reality is that God is more interested in developing your character in the process of what's going on, rather than having the outcome be what you expected. He'll work everything for your good as he makes you more like Jesus. 
Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel here. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I'm so stoked you're a listener of Jesus is Real Radio, and I know Jesus has amazing plans for you. I'd love to hear the story of how God's working in your life. Give us a call here at Jesus is Real Radio at 360-256-4655 or email me at real at danielfusco.com. Thanks for joining us today for Jesus is Real Radio. Hey, I wanted to remind you that each day on Facebook, Pastor Daniel shares a simple two-minute message. In this message, Pastor Daniel draws out an important biblical truth that really helps set your day on the right path. So be sure to follow Pastor Daniel Fusco on Facebook and share these two-minute messages with your friends and family. Next time on Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will take a look at the song that Mary sang to the Lord, what's often called the Magnificent. You'll learn that Mary's heart overflowed with this song in response to what the Lord was doing in her life. Pastor Daniel will share that God's work in your life can birth the same kind of praise and gratitude in you. You've been listening to Jesus is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through this series called Humble Sacred. Until then, may God bless.